Nats and O's Thirsty Thursday continues now with the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Here's your host, Jared Stansberry. Yo, it's another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. I'm your host, Jared Stansberry. On tonight's program, we'll preview Iowa State's game against Kansas coming up here uh, on Saturday afternoon uh, down in Lawrence. Uh, Of course, we'll hear from Chris Williams, Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive, and Brent Bloom as they'll make their picks for the week. Uh, And then Chris also caught up with Dr. Greenwald from the McFarland Clinic up in Ames, one of the doctors that works on the Cyclones, and we'll hear from him in segment number three. But first, we'll go to the phone now here on the Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive, and we'll talk with Kansas beat reporter for 247 Sports, Michael Swain. How's it going tonight, man? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it, it's fun to see uh, your coverage of Kansas football here over these last several weeks now. Uh, you know, you covered Iowa State for for about a year, and um, you know, I know you went and covered a basketball team that won a national title. Now you get to cover a good football team too, man. You're uh, you get the spoils of of all the riches, I guess, down there in Lawrence. I for sure do. And hey, you know, my first year covering Iowa State was 2020 when they made it to Dallas too. So it's been a a pretty good run here covering some successful basketball teams and football teams. Now there's been a a bad basketball season mixed in here and there, but you know, it's been great so far and it's fun to cover good football, you know, yeah. kind of forget what that's like covering Kansas every once in a while and to get the taste of it at Iowa state and now getting a taste of it again here at KU. It's a, it's been a fun September so far. So what's the vibe in the fan base from what you've been able to gather about this team is everybody. I mean, obviously everybody's really excited. I, I know that they've sold out, you know, last week and I think they've sold out again this week. What, uh, what's just the general tenor you've you've been able to get from the fan base? Does everybody feel like this team is for real, or is there still some wait and see mode? I, I think from people in like the media, maybe it's more wait and see, just because I think you don't get as caught up in everything because there's still the talent gap, and I'm sure we'll hit on that later. But from the fans' perspective, it's like, oh my god, this is a long time coming. You know, it, it best season right now since 2009. It doesn't even matter. They could lose the next eight games, and it is still the best season since 2009. And it's just been a long time. And I think KU gets a bad rap sometimes for saying fans don't really care about football. I think when you have a a decade of incompetent football, Mm -hmm. not bad football, incompetent football, it makes it really hard to root for. And I think what you're seeing now is some of those fans that maybe were just waiting for basketball season are coming out a little bit earlier now and coming to games. And willing to shell out some money and go buy tickets as well. So I think the fan base is super excited. Everyone's bought into this team. It's a fun team to cover, fun team to root for, I think, for fans too, right? It's exciting offense. Um, It's defense that makes you want to pull your hair out sometimes. But I think overall it's just a good product, which, again, has just not been the case the last 10-plus years. It certainly helps when you've got a quarterback who is playing at the level that Jalen Daniels has played so far through this season. The first thing I want to ask you about him is, I mean, did you guys see this coming? Did you think that he was going to be able to have a, a start to the year like what he has so far? I mean, I imagine, you know, 11 touchdowns, one interception, like you're not going to predict anything like that. But, I mean, he did have a strong end to last season. Did you guys think that he had the potential to make a big jump like this? So I think at the end of last season, you saw some of the, the talent that he had. And I think to some degree, you have to go back to 2020, right? He was a 17-year-old starting 
with one of the worst offensive lines in recent KU memory ahead of him. And now you're looking at a guy that kind of took his lumps then, had last year to kind of sit and learn a little bit, and then came on strong at the end of last year. And you kind of thought, all right, you know, he'll be able to keep it going. He was turnover prone at the end of last season. He did turn the ball over. But I did not expect the best quarterback of all time, according to ESPN's QBR rating. I did not expect that. And him to turn into this dual threat beast that is, you know, now leading KU in rushing, right? He's averaging over eight yards a carry. It's just been incredible to watch. I think some of us that are around the program, you get to go to practice a little bit during camp. You could see them working on some of this option stuff, but you wondered, all right, is this going to be a gimmick thing they'll do every once in a while? We didn't know it was going to be the staple of the offense. They're basically running the triple option at times. And, it's a lot more complex than that, but it's just put so many defenses on their heels. You know, you look at the West Virginia game in week two, the defensive coordinator sat up in his media session the next week and said, yeah, we had no clue that was coming and just said they were unprepared. Yeah. And I think you're at this point of the season now where teams are a little more prepared for it. But I think with Jalen, you just see so much high-end talent. It's the arm talent, the throws that he makes. You know, there are five or six throws in the last game that you think that, wow, that is like an NFL caliber throw, whether it be ball placement arm power, um, throwing across the field. You know, Iowa State fans remember Brock Purdy, right? Throwing across the field is not something you really wanted Brock to do a bunch, right? Mm-hmm. And Jalen is able to make some of those throws, which I think just makes it so much more impressive when you factor in the fact that he is also KU's leading rusher. Yeah. Well, the, the one thing I was going to ask you, I mean, I, I think it jumps off. You see they've only allowed one sack so far this year. Uh, how much do you attribute to the that to the fact that Jalen is obviously really elusive and is a really good runner and and – you know, make is really good at making plays, you know, outside the pocket. Yeah. And how much do you attribute to the offensive line? Do you feel like that group has made a big jump? You know, because I think that was the thing you talk about that talent gap. That was where I think it, it comes out the most is in the trenches on both sides of the ball. And I think you think back to that game between these two teams last yeah. year, and you sit there and you're like, man, there's still quite a bit of distance between these two teams in that sense. Yeah, and I think you look at that game last year, and I think it really showed up on the defensive line, right? Iowa State's offensive line could do whatever it wanted. Mm -hmm. That's improved a little bit, but I think for KU and its offensive line, I think they've got guys that are good enough and are big enough, and their coach, their offensive line coach is just really stinking good. It's one of those deals where you look at the coach and you, you say, okay, you came in without a spring, and last year you allowed the least amount of sacks in the Big 12. And then so far this year, you're, you're on the same path. And I think, as with everything in Key's offense, it's very nuanced. You know, Jalen Daniels, his snap to throw time is the fastest of any quarterback in Power 5. Wow. So it's not like he's sitting back there and having to survey five, six reads, you know, and go through it and then go scramble. It's he gets the ball, it's read, read, ball's out. You know, the, the offensive line's not having to block for super long. And so I, I think it's one of these deals where – Teams are going to start to try and blitz, I think, to force the issue a little bit and see if they can get pressure that way. But this offensive line has just been really good. And when Jalen has gotten pressured, he's he is athletic enough to get out of it and turn those plays into whether it be a, a small gain, a big gain, just not a sack and just not mm-hmm. a tackle for loss, things that kind of ruin a drive. You know, They've been able to avoid those plays so far and stay on schedule, which is why I think the offense has been so potent. And I think the other thing, too, I mean, you just look at the number of guys that they've got involved, uh, you know, including Jalen Daniels, nine different guys have carried the football, 14 mm-hmm. different guys have caught a pass. 
I mean, he's got a lot of different weapons, you know, to to be able to work with. Have you seen these things coming together where it's like, man, there's just a lot of guys like that have an opportunity or or there's some people that have maybe surprised you a little bit that uh, you didn't see having as big of a role as what they have had so far? Well, I think the wide receiver position, I'll get to the running backs in a second because there's one there. Um, the wide receivers is always interesting because KU lost his leading wide receiver, Kwame Lasseter, who in terms of production doubled what any other teammate did last year. Like that's how big the gap was. Kwame was the guy. And now what they're doing is they're kind of saying, all right, it's by committee. And with KU on both sides of the ball, I mean, they're playing 23 guys on defense. They're playing 20 guys on offense. Like if you look down to your computer for one second during the game and you look up, there could be a whole new set of skill position guys out there. And I think that forces defenses to be very uh, detail-oriented so you know which guy is out there and what he's going to try and do and what a skill set is. And so I think you look at the wide receivers, and that's what's maybe minim- minimized the loss of someone like Lassiter. But then you go to def- or sorry, the running back's room, and, man, you have three former four-star recruits, two of which have barely played this season. Right, Devin Neal, the local kid, has kind of been the, the main running back. But Daniel Hyshaw, who was on that team in 2020, got hurt last year, missed the whole season, and then came in and had the best camp of any player on the team. Any player on the team has been incredible. And so he leads KU in all-purpose yards, thanks to a 73-yard catch-and-run on Saturday. But he's a bowling ball. He's a thick running back. He reminds me, balance-wise, of Brees Hall to some degree, where you look at him and he's hard to bring down because if he has one foot in the ground – it's hard to tackle him just because he's so big and so, you know, got that core strength. So you look at that running back room and they're going to use a lot of them. And we'll see if Kai Thomas, the Minnesota transfer, if he's healthy, he's been kind of day to day and seeing how he feels in warmups. But even if he doesn't go, you've still got someone like Sevion Morrison from Nebraska, four-star recruit. And then you go back and, you know, they have, what is it? I think three running backs, four running backs listed on the depth chart. The fifth running back is also going to get some playing time too. So just all over the place, you're looking at KU playing a lot of guys and each guy kind of brings a different skill set to the offense. Talking to Michael Swain, Kansas reporter for 247 Sports. Uh, Let's flip things over to the defense a little bit. I mean, I think if they're, you know, it's obviously a big question mark for this team coming out of the non-conference schedule. It has to be that that group. I, I think they're what ninth in the league in scoring defense and tenth in total defense. What how much of that, first of all, how much of that do you think can be attributed to the fact that one, the offense is putting up a ton of points and they're not holding on to the ball very much? So then the defense is on the field a lot, or is it just that they're still growing and you're still kind of seeing that unit come together? Yeah. So I think it's both of those things. I, I think I think about it in the terms of like the old game shoots and ladders. You know, KU is taking a shoot to go score right? It's Mm. five plays, a minute and a half. Defensively, KU is really trying to limit big plays. The big plays are what's going to kill this defense. If they allow big plays, it's going to be a long day for the defensive coordinator, Brian Borland. So what they're trying to do is not take risks. This isn't a team that's going to go and get six tackles for loss, seven tackles for loss in a game. If it happens, great, but they're not going to go out there trying to do that. What they're going to do is they're going to say, okay, you can carry the ball, but you're going to get three and a half yards of carry. And you're going to have to stick with that and take the long road and execute four, 10 plays, 11 plays, 12 plays, and really force them to take the long road. And that's what makes this game so interesting for me because I look at this Iowa State offense and I wonder where do those kind of big explosive plays come from outside of Xavier Hutchinson? Mm-hmm. You know, is it Jalen Knoll? Is it someone else? I don't really know. So that's an interesting matchup for me. I think also it is just coming together. I think you look at the defense last year. It got better as the season goes along. And there's some new guys there that are playing key roles. I, I look at someone like Craig Young, an Ohio State transfer. I mean, 
man, he's the type of guy that doesn't go to Kansas. He's six foot four, 225, runs a 4-440, and he's going to play a linebacker. Like, he's a guy that if Iowa State's allowed those tight ends and Kolar and Allen, like, he'd be the perfect guy to go against him because he's got the size and the speed to stick with him. But someone like him, he's asked to play in space a lot. And he's learning this role kind of on the fly to some degree because doing it in a game versus in camp and practice is a lot different. So I think this is a defense that when you get to that Kansas State game for KU at the end of the season, it'll be a lot better than you see this weekend. I'm interested, you know, I'll, I'll only a couple more things for you and then I'll mm-hmm. let you go. I'm interested, uh, obviously, you know, at Iowa State with Matt Campbell, every year his name's coming up in these conversations when, when a new yeah. job comes open. And, you know, the Iowa State fans sit there and they're like, man, we finally got a guy that is having success at Iowa State, has done a lot of really good things, and now somebody else wants to take him. Well, it kind of seems like you guys are in the same boat at this point with uh, Lance Leipold's name coming up at Nebraska, and I'm sure it'll come up in a lot of other conversations as the year goes along. I mean, what do you think uh, of that? Do you think that he would consider taking a different job? Do you think he would um, – you know, would leave uh, after only two years? Or do you think it's one of those things where he is kind of around for the long haul and, and people are just throwing his name out there for to, to get clicks or whatever else? I think it's a little bit of both. I yeah. think it's very similar to Matt Campbell almost, right? Where I think to some degree, right, at this point, Matt Campbell's going to leave for five jobs probably, you know? Right. And I think that's what it is for Lance Leipold. It just so happens that one of those jobs he would leave for is Nebraska. Okay. Because you look at his background, right? He spent a few years working as a recruiting assistant at Nebraska, then coached at Nebraska-Omaha over two different stints. So he's got ties there. He has staff members that have ties to Nebraska too, right? The offensive line coach, Scott Fuchs, coached at Nebraska. His wide receivers coach, Terrence Samuel, coached at Nebraska-Omaha. This is a staff that has ties to Nebraska, which is why I think KU fans are a little more nervous about this than if it was, oh, it's Georgia Tech. You know, it's very different. And Lance, to his credit, has come out and said, hey – you know, our plan is to be here for a long time and all that. And what I would say is, yeah, but plans change right. and plans change when you get offered $10 million a year. Right. Um, and maybe money is in it for Lance. Like he's probably closer to Matt Campbell in that way. And I wrote about it on our website being like, Hey, these two are darn near similar. Right. And I think for KU fans, it's a really, we get this one nice thing. We get, we get the coach that's turning it around. That's finally fixed the curse program. And then he's going to leave for Nebraska of all places. And so I think I've encouraged fans to, Hey, enjoy the season. Like you can't control if he's going to leave. And if he's going to leave, it's going to be after this season. He's not going to leave midway through and things like that. So it's one of those where I think for KU fans, it's about, Hey, you got a really good team. That's fun to watch. Enjoy the best season in over a decade. And if Lance Leipold leaves, I think you have to have confidence in Travis Goff, the athletic director that, Hey, he made this hire in the first place there's a good chance he could probably make another good hire after if Leipold leaves, which again, who the heck knows? Right. Yeah. That, and that's what I was going to say. I think the one thing that Kansas fans can take some solace in is that you f- should feel like you're in a much better position infrastructure wise than what sure. you probably were prior to Lance Leipold. I, I just think that the program seems like it's much more solid than what it was previously. Yeah. Well, and the scholarship issue, right? That's kind of yeah. what it all comes down to. You know, KU is still not at 85 scholarships. They've not been at 85 scholarships since Charlie Weiss was the head coach. And you're looking at KU getting really close. This removal of that incoming counter cap has really changed things for KU, and it's why they're able to bring so many transfers in this offseason. So you look at it again this offseason, KU can get to 85 if they really want to. And I think that's a huge spot to be at where all of a sudden you have 85 players 
years past, right, they could get close to 85, but some of them should be at FCS schools. Yeah. Now you're getting close to 85, and most of those are guys that you think should be at a Power 5 level, if not all of them. So you're right. The roster's in a better spot. The athletic department overall is in a better spot. You feel confident about the athletic director not being a knucklehead like Jeff Long and hiring his friend Les Miles, right? Travis Scott's going to make a good hire, regardless of what happens with Lance Leipold. So I think you just overall, you got to feel good about it. But I think there is some uneasiness within the fan base about, you know, Lance Leipold and what could happen. I won't make you make a prediction, but what are some th- some keys from the Kansas side to this game on Saturday? Some things that, you know, Iowa State fans should maybe keep an eye on. If this is happening, then it's it's a good day for Kansas. Yeah, I think obviously moving the ball on offense, you know, this is a different defense than KU has played against this season and probably will play against until the Kansas State game because they also copied Iowa State and are doing the three three five stuff now too. Interesting tidbit. KU back in the spring and in fall camp was working on this option stuff against a 3-3-5. Like they would in practice take time to go against it. So this isn't like it's a brand new thing for them, but it's mm-hmm. still an issue. You don't know how Haycock's going to change things. If KU's moving the ball on offense, I think that's a bad sign for Iowa State just because I don't know if Hunter Deckers is at that point where you can trust him to, for seven, eight drives, go get you a touchdown. Because mm-hmm. if KU's moving the ball – they're going to score 40. And it's just a question of, is Iowa State explosive enough to do that? And can they execute enough over the course of the game? I think that Iowa State probably has an edge in the secondary. I look at KU's wide receivers, and they've taken advantage of some pretty poor secondaries so far. And this will be the best cornerback tandem KU's played against so far. If all of a sudden you're looking at this game and Iowa State can stuff the run and play man coverage with Purchase and Tampa on the outside, all of a sudden you're looking at the, you know the KU offense being stymied a little bit. I think defensively, for KU, can you limit Xavier Hutchinson? Can you keep him from getting one of those 75-yard touchdown runs that can automatically flip the momentum of a game where that offense all of a sudden has to go out there and score again? I think those kind of things for me are what I'll be looking for because I think this is another game where in years past, the talent gap has been so huge. I think this year, the talent gap is just a little bit smaller, if not almost even, just because Iowa State is so young and KU now is – experience in year two of this scheme where it's the same exact team as last year outside of four players so it's one of those deals where i feel like the gap here is pretty small and it's going to come down to as matt campbell says the fine margins he's michael swain from 247 sports man i'm looking forward to seeing you on saturday i appreciate you taking the time tonight to talk with us yeah of course thanks for having me on we're going to toss things off to chris williams when we come back here on the cyclone fanatic radio show presented by nebraska furniture martin clive here on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hi, Cyclone fans. This is Dr. Brian Warmy, orthopedic sports medicine surgeon at McFarland Clinic. I really enjoy working with athletes of all ages, including the football team here in town. My colleague, Dr. Greenwald, and I provide specialized orthopedic care to patients of all ages, including sports injury evaluation, treatment, arthroscopic surgery, stem cells, and other biologics. Come see me in Ames for your sports injury needs, and don't let your injury keep you out of your game. Learn more at McFarland sportsmedicine.com go cyclones many people are still working remotely but a lot are gradually returning to their office and that workplace has changed forever fortunately dressing well for work has not mr b and clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a zoom call we have what you need Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street in Clive. 
Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson in Ankeny is my go-to guy. But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday. Be a man. Go to the doctor. IowaClinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. Hey y'all, Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds. And they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. And always ask for the price match. They'll help you out. There's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa pork producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish cream liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones. Thursday, what's going on? Welcome to the, this is the main event. Now, Jared did a good interview with Mike Swain from 247. Oh, yeah, Mikey. Used to to cover, yeah, used to cover the Cyclones, now covers Kansas. So that was great. But, But let's be honest, people tune in on Thursday nights because they want the picks. They want to get rich. And they want to hear about the hot deals at Nebraska you, Furniture Martin Clyde. You get the picks to get rich to get the deals <laughs> to upgrade your home. So then, yeah, and then you can you can save that more of that money that you've gotten rich on for other things. Other things. It's like drinking beer while you're watching your four TV setup from Nebraska Furniture Mart on a Saturday. With your sound bar. Tim Mullins in the house. Gentlemen. Is that not the best promo you've ever gotten? Well, I'm not sure that's exactly what we're going for by working with you guys, but hey, I don't really care where your money well, comes from. Timmy, you're like four games above 500. Well, I, I would say this. Three weeks in, and we are still all three legitimately paying people out if they're listening to right. us. We are all above 500. I don't know if this has ever happened. 
Uh, no, usually not. we're this really deep. close to that uh, line. We're uh, I'm I'm ten and five. You guys are both You're nine five and six. Up. Wow, ten yeah. and five. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, that's you, great. Seriously, this is the first three weeks. You are the epitome of consistency at three and two every week. Thank you, sir. Bloom started four and one. I went one and four. We both went middle ground second week, and last week yeah, I went Tim's four and hot. one, and he went. Tim's one on four. a heater. I'm on a heater, guys. Uh, smoking hot, baby. Yeah, I've got uh, smoking uh, hot. I just I can't be stopped. Welcome to uh, the program. We so things are heating up. Uh, let's let's real quick now. You, first first for me, Bloom. This is my first college football weekend at home. I'm not going to make the trip. I'm going to let Jared uh, Jared Connor will take care of that yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. So this is my first week to sit around and watch games, and I'm fired up. For I'm that. I'm actually. So are you coming over? Or are we yeah. going yeah. to watch yeah. the games? I've got so I I got the new you have a new seventy five inch uh, TV down in the basement Oof. with a Bose soundbar that I purchased from NFM. Tim. So good, changes so the good. whole dynamic of the basement. So good. See, I need to invest in sound. This, like yeah, I, it, I'm, I've been all about picture my no, whole setup. Sounded, I need to invest in sound. I'm not going to lie to you. Incredible picture quality is so much different than it used to be, but. You buy one sound bar ever, just a simple sound bar, not even a you don't even uh, nice, not one even like a two point one or anything yeah. with bass rate, just a sound bar. You'll never be able to listen to sound out of a TV ever it's again. Fact. No matter how good the factory speakers are, and you can get you can get a very nice sound bar setup, just sound bar and bass bin. You know, hundred bucks easy, easily, no issues whatsoever. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like you can just get it taken care of and. Uh, Everybody loves listening to it. It's the way to go. Uh, I have one. I, I'm I'm gluttonous. I have one on the big TV, the TV in the garage, and the TV in the bedroom. They're not. And they're sorry, not in the basement. Oh, yeah, that, I'm bad. That's yeah. the thing. Too. They're not that expensive. Yeah. No. It, it's such it a, changes your whole. It's such a small investment that makes it so much better. Yeah. So you like the, the TV though? It's great. So look, I, here's some advice because I know there's some some packages that NFM has yep, right yeah, now. They got yeah. some. You guys got some bundles we were talking about. The great thing about the new big TVs now, well, any TVs, they've gotten smart enough. They are legitimately smart TVs. But yeah. what I've been able to do with my new one is instead of having the two TV setup, which is great, don't mm-hmm. mind, like I, I still will bring mm-hmm. the third one in if I need it. But you can now split. You can go picture and picture. But you can use YouTube TV in one app. You can use the TV antenna in another app. So you can go side by side with correct. that or. If you ha- if you have the capability, you can go even YouTube TV here. You can go Peacock over here. Yep. You can have Paramount Plus in this other third window. Yep. So you, all the streaming has actually been great for TVs because you don't have to have two different tuners in I there. You don't have to have it wired in yeah. by hard. Yeah. They just go app yep. and app. You got one multiple thing, apps One running. thing I've noticed, too, when smart TVs started, the processors were so bad. Correct. Oh, but now they're yeah, they're a lot really good. better. Yeah, and yeah. and the thing to think about too is you can get some of them have the mixing capabilities of being able to toggle between your picture and pictures. Yes, so I'm watching two games. I want this one bigger That's right now. I go this one smaller. Or that one's the big play. I mean, you can do a lot so, of that, and uh, it, it's a good thing too. It's really the neat enjoyable. thing that, that my Samsung can do now, and I, I like my best purchase I've made in a long time. When you have the picture in picture, you can now actually alter the sound so you can go 50% audio on the one box, 50% in the other box. So you're hearing both at the same time. Yeah. So it's like you're at the sports bar with multiple just it. out of the same TV. Don't break any beer glasses, though. Like no, no, I'm just bar. trying to behave myself. Well, I, I almost didn't for uh, the officiating last week. Yeah, and, and to come in right now, to your point, Bloom, I mean, the one thing I want to make sure everybody knows about, we're strong into football. We're having a lot of bundle sales right now yeah. where you can get your TV 
get the sound system with it. We got everything from LG to Samsung to Sony, everywhere where you're saving from fifty to three hundred dollars, depending on what you pick in the bundle. But come in, our salespeople will get you taken care of over in the electronics. They department. are really Alex, good. Alex Myers, my manager over there, and my man knows his uh, yeah. stuff. Come see him and he'll get you square. I think I gotta make it not as fun purchase this weekend. What do you gotta do, buddy? Well, so the, the three year old Yeah. She's the sleeping's just not going well. Right. So we think if the if we up upgraded to the big girl bed. Yeah. That I think that that might entice somebody to want to sleep in her room a little Absolutely. bit better, Absolutely. a little bit more. Yeah. So I think we're going to make a run over to homemakers. Yeah. Because you guys don't have furniture. Correct. We need to, we're just telling people this. Education of the people. Yes. Homemakers, yeah. sister company. Yep. That's where the furniture is. Absolutely. Appliances, flooring, electronics, NFM. That's what you're coming to us for. And again, the nice thing about it is, is we pride ourselves on our pricing, our selection, taking care of customers. Exact same you know, principles that homemakers follow. So if you need that furniture purchase, homemakers is going to take care of you. You need the major appliance, the flooring, the electronics, countertops, you need window treatments, you're coming to see us. But yeah, go over there and see the Merson family. Great people over there. They'll get you square. All right. Well, yeah. I think that that will be some of my Sunday before. Yeah. Oh, actually, before uh, too much of the NFL gets going. Hold on here. Check the date. Yeah, I think it uh, soon. A promotional tip for them, but they are soon opening a bar inside the store. Really? Yep, I will be there. That sounds good. Yep. I'll be there for the uh, soft opening of it and get to see the behind the scenes, but it is uh, something that they're doing where you want to go in and shop. And hey, my wife says, let's go to Homemakers, and I know I'm going to be there an hour or two now if I can go in and grab myself a tasty Shasta and hang out. Take your time, honey. I'll be back at the bar. Come get me. One other quick note, because I, I heard from a, a coach at Iowa State that actually got all of their appliances for a new home from NFM, and they said, I think your your sales guy, Steve, was a rock star. Yeah. So, yeah, kudos to Steve. Like, Steve I get, but it's not surprising. Uh, I actually just celebrated this week with him, his 20-plus year anniversary awesome. in Nebraska Furniture Mart. You know, I hope yeah. everybody's I love- safe with this hurricane. Why would you still have your boat out? Because they're yeah, in the hurricane. Sorry. Okay. That's we're, why we yeah. live in Iowa. We digress. Yeah, we're, 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 yeah where we're at, we're watching. The, we had the, we had some baseball. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. The audience doesn't care. Yeah. Why would you still have your boat out if you know a hurricane's coming? Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's get to the picks. All right, We're all just on fire. We are on fire. Uh, we could soon be opening our own sports book. I've got right. some games this week that I feel are... Just some tasty gems that we're going to be doing. Good week. Uh, so what we're going to start off with here, I like this game for two reasons. Uh, one, mainly because it is, I want you to be clear, you hear me here, but it is 4-0 and Minnesota Gophers uh, playing the Purdue Boilermakers. Now, this is in Minnesota. Uh, they're now ranked 21st. Uh, are and, we in? I and, don't know. And, and they are favored uh, quite heavily here. So, What's um, the number? Uh, let's see. Why would I write it down? It was like 12, 12 and a half okay. last night. So it's, cool. it's more than that. Well, it, it may have juiced up, and here's here's why. Full disclosure to the listeners, Purdue 12 play, and a half. playing with a lot of injuries right now. The, yeah. the Boilers are, are quite dinged up, and because of that, I'll roll with the home team, Minnesota, I think at this point the clear favorite to win the Big Ten West. Yeah. They've got the best crossover schedule, too. Yeah. They're already one up on their East games. They don't play Michigan and Ohio State. I'll take Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, what do you got here, Blue? I don't know enough about Minnesota yet. As it seems like their quarterback's been there for a decade, yeah. though. He's he still been. there. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I like him, though. It's like he's super home. experienced. 
I don't know. I mean, 12 and a half is a really weird number. I'll, I'll, I'll take Minnesota and regret it, but I'll take Minnesota. Okay, I told you boys when I got here, and I'm coming with some hard yeah, data. data. I got, got data. data. Minnesota averaging, I feel like Lee Corso right now, Minnesota averaging 45 and a half points a game. They're also second in the nation in points allowed. That Seriously. is the difference in their year. Play anybody? Yeah. Well, they they haven't, but they're trucking everybody, yeah, including going great. to East Lansing last week and winning thirty five to seven. Uh, I told you a few weeks ago. I finally got on the old uh, sports book. I've won every bet with Minnesota so far. I'll win again this week. Yeah, you're right. They are love twelve and they, a half. They yeah, destroyed everybody. People. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Here's that's the thing. a weird line. Then I don't know how good Michigan State is, but I don't think that Purdue's that great with their injuries either. So let's yeah. roll. So you got uh, we're all on Minnesota. You're all on Minnesota too. Yeah. I guess, yeah. All right. That's a weird that that's a, it's a trap weird line. That's yeah, a trap it, line. It is. Mm, know about that. Fourteen and a half. I'd go the other way. I think the thing about it is, is they're trying to see how people are going to be interested in Minnesota because who would bet Minnesota in the last few years? Well, yeah, nobody really. Knows. Yeah, I can't remember last it's time. It's the Minnesota same reason why I would say it's honestly favored. Absolutely. At Kansas because it's a four no Kansas. People are like, still, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, next game, gentlemen. Uh, number two, Alabama. Uh, going on the road here, uh, mm-hmm. this is to play Arkansas. Okay, now Arkansas last lost last week in a two point game to Texas A and M, which could have easily gone either way, yes. which actually was a bump because the spread was two. Uh, so twenty ranked Arkansas at home. They're a seventeen and a half point dog at home. To me, Arkansas should be four zero. That Texas A and M ending was wacky. Fair. They could have as easily won. Being 4-0 Alabama coming to town, I love 17-and-a-half at home, and though I normally go Alabama until proven otherwise, I'm going to take Arkansas here. I'm going to do the same thing. I, I just think that kind of look at Texas, too. It's like, you know, Bama struggled on the road there. Now yeah. they, they should be better than they were yeah. two or three weeks ago, but it, it, it probably actually plays in your advantage here that Arkansas lost last week. Yeah. A little bit of a refocusing type deal. You come back home. You know that place is going to be on fire. Ruckus. Yeah, I, I want I want the points. Fayetteville, Arkansas. Bloom, what do you got, My buddy? concern is Arkansas has really struggled defensively for a couple weeks in a row here in the scoring points. The problem with Alabama is not defensively. They've been great against everybody. I actually think this is this is 34-10 to 10 Alabama. All right. So I'll take the Tide. Tough to argue that they've been pretty consistently I just, winning. If, for the if last Alabama could put up forty, I don't see Arkansas getting to fourteen. That's fair. Okay, that's all where right. I'm going. Closer to home, gentlemen. Back into the Big Twelve. We got a top twenty-five tilt coming down in Waco. This mm. is my game of the week. I love this phenomenal game, game uh, right here. Number nine, Oklahoma State at number sixteen, Baylor. Baylor favored by two, just like the Texas A&M Arkansas game last week. Uh, what say you, Bloomer? This is my uh, five star. Gold Platinum Game of the Week. I love Baylor. Me too. To win this by 10-plus. I do too. Wow. Completely agree with you, and it's not just because we saw Oklahoma State is fraudulent. Here, this is kind of a rule that I have, and I've, I have no idea. Tim's got the data, so maybe yeah, you can, got the data. Well, no, I, just don't it supports believe the what data. you're saying. Yeah. Okay. It does. So, like, anytime data. you have, like, a top-10 team that's an underdog to a Either a not ranked team or a team ranked below, below you take the team that's favored, yep. and every time the this is a no brainer as far as that goes. The fraudulent Oklahoma State, yeah. number one in points through three games. Well, they had their buy in week four. Yeah, mm-hmm. first three games, number one in the nation on average in points. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they haven't played anybody. 
Mm-mm. No. And and if you watch played Arkansas Pine Bluff. And yeah. their defense might be suspect this year. We yeah. don't really know. We don't yet. know yet. But when we we'll when, find you out. Know, last week when we were talking about Iowa State and Baylor and your exact words were if you can stop the run. Baylor was impressive, man. Yeah, I mean, well they, they're gonna punch they'll they'll punch they, Oklahoma yeah, State in the face. I don't will. think Oklahoma State's ready. I will, and they're excited about this game yep. and two points at home. Uh we're we're all right the Baylor Bear game, gentlemen. Okay. We're all on it. All right. You remember my other five star gold platinum play was the the uh yes the Ohio, State. I should. Ohio State the, the K State the K State that too that was your that run I've through been, my hey, head the saying. whole day I was like you were so and I was so confident in Oklahoma <laughs> there and they just man look out I mean Adrian Martinez for Heisman right yep <laughs> there we go buddy all right yeah. gentlemen uh, final two games here to our in state uh, teams uh, number four Michigan. Uh, the fighting Jim Harbaugh's trash, uh, 11 point favorites at home against Iowa. Uh, here, I'll just get this out of the way. I was 124th in the nation in points. Michigan second, in the nation yeah, in points. <laughs> there's, there's just no way here. I will take Michigan all day in a drubbing. I'm playing Kinnick stadium here. I think there's what one game in the last four years, five years that I was lost by more than ten at home. So six of their last seven games against top five opponents, they've won. Yeah, they lost they, to Penn so they State lost in to, 2018, well, but they lost to Purdue by a bunch last year, like seventeen. Yeah, no, but yep. I'm saying teams that have come in right. as top five teams in the nation. Yeah. Iowa's won six of the last. And I seven. watched the game last year, and I watched. I've seen Iowa. I just think I don't see Michigan getting more than twenty four. Can Iowa get to 14? Maybe you get a defense. I think it's 24-14. Okay. All right. So, Bloom's take, on Iowa I'll here. take Iowa. I'll, I'll take Michigan. Yeah. I just, even like, in, I, Iowa took a step forward last week with that win over Rutgers by every measure. With but, two defensive touchdowns. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Iowa I mean, keeps the defense is really outscoring the offense this year. And to your point, Bloom, we talk about like, you know, the years the Iowa Iowa State game has happened, you're like, it can't keep going that way. But the defense can't keep consistently bailing no, out the offense that's, like that. That's it's, where I'm at, especially against really good teams. Correct. Here's what they they're gonna do though. Is they're gonna do the vice grip, they're gonna keep it a low possession game. And can Michigan score on a high efficiency? Perhaps. And at that point it could get out of hand. Yeah. But I, I'm I'm betting on the flip of the field, the home field, and yeah, they're averaging. 50, I'm not, I don't 50, think I was going to win the game. It's a game. Yeah, Michigan's I think averaging fifty. There's no way they get to four. I do think, and this this might be bad analysis, but is the fact that this is an 11 a.m. kick somewhat eliminates the Kinnick thing to me. Yeah, just it's, to, yeah, it's just not a night a, game. That's just fine. a smidge. Yeah, even like that 2:30 Penn State game last year was more. Yeah, and it got in the night where amped, it was, right yeah. people drank a little more, and like, I don't know. I, I got, also think too that the feeling of the fans around the team is different. Is what creates the environment. I mean, the last time they were there, they were just booing the quarterback, Correct. right? Like, yeah, I mean, I feel it's bad a, for I feel bad for him. But my, I mean, can uh, you think of a worse three and one team in the nation? If he throws one pick in the first quarter, the fans are going to turn on him, revolt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I I think that's a really good point, Tim. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Here we go to the Creme de la Creme, the Iowa State Cyclones going to Lawrence, Kansas. Both unranked, but Kansas, gentlemen, four zero. Kansas Jayhawks. Can't take it away. Now, when I looked into this, this was an interesting thing to me. Uh, And I know they haven't played, you know, the top echelon of teams in the nation, but a Kansas team is averaging 48.5 points a game. It's wild. 
48 and a half points a game. Iowa State's averaging 29 points a game. Mm-hmm. When we talked about, you bring up Kinnick and the energy there, and you talk about how there's some of that momentum rolling. Uh, you know, to me, this is the type of energy that Kansas may be bringing to the table. It's a, that, it's a fair point. It may keep it in that realm. And I'm I'm going to go ahead and take Kansas here. Uh, you know, sitting there at five and zero. I mean, I just I think that energy carries through through this, and then they hit some tougher tests down the road, and they don't get her done. So. I don't want to be the guy to pick against Kansas here because they're so hot. But th- from a pure gambling spot, okay, this has nothing to do with Absolutely. the analysis. Absolutely, it's easy pick. Correct. Absolutely, be- because. They just lost Campbell's sixteen and six against the number, coming off of a loss in the last however many years. Yeah, um, and everybody's talking about how good Kansas is. They've got all the hype. Iowa State is the underhyped team. Well, they're and Vegas has them as the favorite. Iowa State's a so, way better program. Yeah, so that to me, like I will blindly play Iowa State here, okay. and I even if the number was six, I would blindly play it just because of what Vegas is telling me to do sure they're, they're trying to get you to go the other way yeah and i think for me i'm just that's just that's no, I, there's I, no I football it. analysis right there. right here, so I'll, I'll go to the football analysis it's pretty simple again if i was able to stop the run mm-hmm. and then stop daniels from making plays which is a big ask like well, daniels yeah. has been able to do that against everybody and honestly if, that three if, three stack is not great against a scrambling quarterback and if our if our heisman process wasn't so screwed up that kid would be a top three favorite be. right now. Well, that's what I was going to ask. And, and, and I'm sorry, you know, I know Kansas is four and zero, but what is the prowess of their offense? I mean, they're 48 points a game. Are they balanced? Is it? So they have got a great running back. They have run. You talk about. Have, I don't know it very well. So he, it's, he's a dual. Like legitimately, he's he ran for over 120 yards last game. Okay. The team averaged over 250 yards on the ground. Okay. And that's the thing. They've been able to run on everybody. It doesn't matter. And so if Iowa State's able to stop the run. Yeah. I like Iowa State's chances because I don't know if Daniels can just beat them over the top. But right. if they're able to have balance and the game gets into the 30s, it might be tough. I don't think I don't think Kansas's defense is very good. But if the game's 38-35, yeah. then you're tossing a coin. Right. I'm. I my thought is Kansas really hasn't seen a legitimate defense like Iowa State's yet. I'm still not completely sold on Iowa State's ability to stop the run. I mean, they but, saw they saw West Virginia worst defense in the Big Twelve. Yep, Houston Dana has been average, and Duke and Duke and Duke went into that thinking that they had a good defense, but I yeah, I so I just I don't know I, yet. I'm I'm a little bit if I'm being honest. Deckers has not been great. He wasn't great like, last decision week. Decision making, like uh, fair. Five, five, five interceptions. It's five a, interceptions. It's a, it's so like it, that is. That's now a thing, right? Like, you can't just ignore it. He's right. thrown five picks. I, yeah. Here's what I like. Now, I like, was an elite defense. You kind of... You know, I get that. Yeah. I like after the non-conference, I think you have an inflate. One of my favorite gambling plays is to look at the preseason power ratings at this point and go by that more so than what has happened in the first three to four games. Because a lot of times, you will go back to what your expectation is. Kansas is clearly better. But this game before the year would have been 13 or 14 points in favor of Iowa State. Probably more. Maybe even more. I would say 17. It's down to three. And again, give kudos to Kansas for that. But I just think of the strength of the program. I think it shows up on Saturday. Iowa State wins by uh, at least a touchdown. Yeah. All right. 
Points. We got some good games, gentlemen. I think so. th- I think this is like I can't wait to watch this game though because I don't really know. Like, I'm, I'm terrified. Not, I don't want to watch. I think it's going to be uh, a good game. Uh, a really fun game. What's what is the game time there? Two thirty. Two thirty. Yep. We got Iowa. Iowa State right after it. Love the. Uh, so we're just going to go Purdue Minnesota Iowa State Kansas into the Iowa game. Yep. There you go. Have my, I got both my screens going, or I'll, I'll come over and watch yep. the two TVs with Williams. Yep. Well, he'll be at homemakers having. Uh, Oh, that's oh, that's yeah. Sunday. That's Sunday. I'm not doing. Oh, that yeah, on you're Saturday. right because that's uh, college football day. So we got yeah. some a bit of parody here. Should be a fun week, gentlemen. And if uh, again you need your TV, you want a soundbar with it, you need to bundle fifty to three hundred dollars back off uh, Samsung, LG, Sony. Come get your TV. It's uh, good stuff. We'll get you taken care of. And uh, can't beat it. Always fun in Nebraska Furniture Mart. Thanks for another good time, guys. Appreciate you, fellas. For Tim Mullen. Excuse me, Brent Bloom. I'm Chris Williams. And uh, we'll be back with more Cyclone Fanatic Radio right after this here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowish Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Rowe. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones. Gershman Mortgage, the Midwest's premier mortgage lender, is proud to be a part of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home, a vacation home, if you're going to upgrade or remodel that existing home, you can even refinance your current mortgage. Gershman Mortgage is here to help. With over 60 years in the mortgage industry, we have security, experience, and unmatched service. Visit our Ankeny office. Call 515-964-5952. Visit Gershman.com to get pre-approved today. Gershman Mortgage, NML. LS number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing Lender. It's not whether you win or lose, it's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to partner with the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State University. As many business schools across the country are eliminating full-time MBA programs completely or moving them online, the Ivy College of Business is documenting all-time high enrollment for both the MBA and Master of Finance programs. To learn how a master's degree from the Ivy College of Business can boost your career, visit www.ivybusiness.iastate.edu. That's www.ivybusiness.iastate.edu. Go Cyclones! Many people are still working remotely, but a lot are gradually returning to their office, and that workplace has changed forever. Fortunately, dressing well for work has not. Mr. B and Clive has a great variety of different clothing options depending on your personal situation. Whether it's a traditional suit and tie or a casual pant and golf shirt for a Zoom call, we have what you need. Come see for yourself at Mr. B Clothing on 86th Street in Clive. Hey guys, it's Williams here for the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. This is not just a standard like, oh, I'm going to endorse the Iowa Clinic. No, this is real. I've gone to the Iowa Clinic now for, well, basically since I moved up here. So we're pushing a decade now. Dr. Nicholson 
and Ankeny is my go-to guy. But I've also had other stuff, you know, specialists I have to go to, all that stuff. And you know why I need to go see the specialist? Because I'm a man, and I go to the doctor because I want to be there for my two little girls. I want to be able to walk them down the aisle. I want to be there to hold their babies and be a grandpa someday. Be a man. Go to the doctor. iowaclinic.com. Tell them that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you their way. Hey guys, it's Williams here from Cyclone Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clyde. They've been a part of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do and in return, we like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Not only do I get the best service in town, but they're Cyclone Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today and tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you. This is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. This is my 30th year taking care of Iowa State athletes, and I am a proud supporter of the Cyclones. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleague, Dr. Warmy and I, for excellent sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarlandSportsMedicine.com. Go Cyclones. All right, guys, welcome back. Cyclone Fanatic Radio here Thursday night, Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Welcome my good friend, uh, Dr. Greenwald from the McFarland Clinic up there in Ames. He is an orthopedic surgeon. You see him on the sideline with his partner, Dr. Warmy, taking care of our Cyclones, and we appreciate that. And Dr. Greenwald, you've been in this for over 30 years. You've seen uh, football really change. I, I, I'd i like to get your, I, I don't even necessarily know opinion, but just perspective on, on targeting, right? Is That's been such a hot topic, not only over the last week for Iowa State fans, but really in football, I would say over the last five to 10 years. And I, you, you come at it, Doc, from a totally different perspective as it's trying to keep the players safe. What are we, are we heading in, in, I mean, in your mind, like, I know this is a loaded question, but are we, are we going in the right direction with this? Do you think the game's safer? What do you, what what do you think about it in general? Well, that's uh, certainly a loaded subject, uh, Chris, but I'm glad you're bringing it up and it's, it's very appropriate to talk about. So this is all about player safety, right? So you've got two concerns and it has to do with the head and the neck. And, and so the concerns are going to be chronic long-term concussion issues. Okay. And so then that's the whole concussion problem. Uh, That's, that's big about either getting hit in the head or leading with the head. And we all know, uh, you know, learning over the, Oh, last however many years about how bad concussions are over time and, and how this, uh, you have to protect the brain. Okay. And then secondarily you have this, these catastrophic neck injuries mm-hmm. and that happens when uh, a player drops their head and the, the neck goes into what we call flexion. So they're putting the chin down on the chest. So, so they're always teaching kids, right? Lead with your face mask, get your head up uh, when you're hitting. So, so really there's two things. So on the targeting in that you're protecting both the, the kid getting, getting hit. Okay. So you don't want these blows to the head. Um, 
uh, in a quote, you know, unprotected player or, or what have you, and then defenseless player. And then secondly, you're also concerned about the, the kid who's delivering the blow that they're, they're not coming and leading with their head and then dropping their head. And that's the whole crown of the helmet rule. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess like, do we, when you're watching a game, I mean, how clear is it to you? I, I, I guess it's because we've, you've been in this sport forever. Back when you started, man, we had, we had headhunters out there, right? Like they were, and it was celebrated. It would, that, those are the hits that would get replayed on, on TV. Is it, are, I mean, from your perspective, are we seeing fewer injuries? Like, is it, is it working? Uh, I hope it's working. I, I don't know. I haven't seen numbers. So that's a really, really hard study to do. Uh, uh, so we aren't going to know that for a while, but I, I totally love the, Oh, the motive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, these are, these are the devastating injuries. Okay. This isn't even just a bad knee injury or a shoulder dislocation. These are devastating catastrophic you know, kids don't walk again, or they end up with you know head injury. Uh, so, so uh, kudos to trying to make the game safer. But the problem is, and so this is this is the debate, and then this is the the Monday, uh, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking is just okay. How is the rule implemented? And I will tell you that I think coaches are confused. I think players are confused, and. And I think, and it's, so it's not really safer right in the moment because kids don't know, like, how am I, so like a defensive back, how am I supposed to come up and hit this kid? Mm-hmm. You just give him the extra yard, you know, and then come up and, you know, t- tap him down? Or do you come in with the shoulder or do you dive at their feet? Or do you hit him in the shoulder <laughs> like Ant did, you know, and then get called for diving into their feet? I mean, these these are just challenges, and and then the game is played by really really freaky athletes going at a high rate of speed, and and so um, it's a challenge. Yeah, I, I saw a play, and you know I can't promise you I'm accurate here. This is just me sitting in the press box, and I went back and watched it. But one of our guys, Colby Reader, this was shortly after. Uh, Freeler was kicked out of the game, okay? And and I think Reeder had gotten called for, in my opinion, as a totally bogus, um, unsportsmanlike play. I said that, not the doctor. Um, but I, I saw Colby going at the quarterback for Baylor, and it, it was like he hesitated to tackle him. And I, isn't that, from what I've heard talking to you and Dr. Warmy and Dr. Buck back in the day, isn't that when it's the most dangerous when you – when you hesitate and you're you, kind of like your muscles are not tense, right? Does that make sense? It's, it's, I, I described to me one time, it's like a paper towel. Like when you're, when, when it rips compared to when it's wet and when it's wet is like when it is, um, when it's loose, right? When it's not tense. Okay. Is that, does that make the game more dangerous when you have hesitation on the football field? I think definitely there's, there's a increased, uh, Oh, potential for injury with the hesitation. I think you're right. Um, they these kids have to come in and and go hard. So they they're either going to make a tackle or or they're not. But they can't come in halfway. Mm. Uh, yeah, I've I've seen that many times. So so you'll see it right at the end of the play. Here here's another one that I hate is that they don't blow the whistle anymore. 
Okay, and I get how they don't blow the whistle because there's a fumble and they pick it up and they take it to the house and stuff. But I mean, I swear to goodness, like, so guys are in the pile and the play's dead. And then there's other players who are, aren't like watching the play because you're not supposed to watch the play, right? And they have no idea the play's over. Mm. And because they don't want to blow the whistle. And so what happens is then kids let up. Okay, so you have one kid let up and then, yeah. and then someone comes in at them hard. I've seen, I've done uh, many surgeries on players who have had injuries in that scenario. Yeah, and I'm a full disclosure too. I'm Doc. I, I don't know if we've ever even talked about this, but I I became fascinated with CTE and concussions. I don't know about five years ago. I, I mean, I read books on it. I, I'm a man who very much respects it, and we don't need headhunters. And I'm not I'm not this machismo like guy out here. Um, yelling at the officials. I, I think that I just think there kind of needs to, my, my biggest thing doc is there's gotta be a little discretion, right? Like if like, I don't think Bo Freeler deserved to be kicked out of that game. Even if you're going to call it like to me, like that's where just, I just think our sport can be better, right? Like we want to take care we want to take care of our players and we were not, we, we, we need to respect concussions and CTE, but I don't know. I just felt uh, there's got to be a little bit of gray area, kind of like in basketball with the elbows, right, with the flagrant one, and then you can go to the monitor and decide if it's a flagrant two. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think uh, they might go to that flagrant one and two scenario. I I do think it's just super hard for the kids. They they don't know. Like, just tell me. So, so you remember that hit by Bo, and then, you know, then you look at the, they, they hit later on by the Baylor kid. And, and, you know, for the life of me, you look at that and, and they look to be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Uh, then and I either, remember either one of those players was trying to be dirty. No, 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 you're yeah. right. And, but so, so then figure out what it is. Uh, but then, you know, the disqualification, yeah, you don't really know exactly what that proves. Now, again, the idea is if they leap from the crown of the head, so you're actually that that player is getting penalized, not so much because of the the quote potential damage that they did to the the person they're tackling, but actually to teach them, okay, you need to tackle with your head up, okay, you need to lead with your shoulder or your forearm or something. Don't be don't be leading your your head is not a battering ram because you're going to potentially you know break your neck. Really interesting but, stuff. Again, kids don't know what. I mean, what are they supposed to do? So that's, that's right now, I think is where we're at. Uh, if you go pull all the D backs, you know, playing D one football right now and you say, okay, tell me about targeting, how are you going to avoid that? And they'd be like, um, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's, it's quite the deal. Well, doc, we, we always appreciate your time and encourage people to come and see you and, and Dr. Warmer. You're not just working on the cyclones. Uh, hopefully it's been a, I was, I was, I want your business to go well, but we like it when it's quiet there, uh, for you guys as well. Yeah, it's fine. We're doing fine up here, but yeah, if, uh, weekend warriors have their, have their stuff or kids get hurt on a Friday night, we're glad to try to be of help. Doc, appreciate you as always. Thank you so much for the support. You bet. All Bye-bye. right. Dr. Go, Greenwald. Yeah, there you go, buddy. Dr. Greenwald from the McFarland clinic, orthopedic surgeon up he uh, works with uh, Dr. Bormy, and they are the doctors on the sideline. Really, really good perspective there on the targeting rule from a medical standpoint. All right. Um, that was uh, Dr. Greenwald, and that is it for our time tonight here on KXNO. Big one coming up on Saturday. 
course, a 2.30 kick. You can hear it over on 100.3 The Bus. Thanks to Tim Mullen, Nebraska Furniture Mart, and Clive, Brent Bloom, and Jared Stansberry. My name is Chris Williams signing off here on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.